Hello, this is Saeed Uzzaman from Newslaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Thursday, the 2nd of March. Counting of votes is underway for the Meghalaya, Nagaland and Tripura Assembly elections. Conrad Sangma's National People's Party is slightly behind the majority mark in Meghalaya, while the BJP and its allies seem set for victory in Nagaland and Tripura. In Nagaland, the BJP and its ally NDPP have improved their tally as compared to the last election and are leading on 36 seats. In Tripura, Pradyut Manikya Debarman's Tripura Motha has made an impressive performance with 12 seats, just two less than the 14 won by the Congress left combined. The BJP-IPFT alliance is leading in 35 constituency in the state. Meanwhile, in Meghalaya, the BJP might support Sangma's NPP to form a government. The final results were not clear at the time of recording. The Supreme Court has formed a five-member expert committee to examine the Hindenburg Research Report on the Adani Group. This report had accused the Adani Group of brazen stock manipulation and accounting fraud schemes over the course of decades. According to the Hindu, the committee will file its report in a sealed cover in two months. The five-member panel includes former SBI Chairman O.P. Bhatt, retired Judge Justice J.P. Devadhar, veteran banker K.V. Kamath, Infosys co-founder Nandan Nilekani, and advocate Soma Sekar Sundaresan. The committee will be monitored by former Supreme Court Judge A.M. Sapre. The panel will look into the regulatory framework to protect investors and strengthen investor awareness. It will also probe contravention of law, if any, by the Adani Group. SEBI and other agencies will cooperate with the expert committee. The order was passed by a three-judge bench led by Chief Justice D.Y. Chandrachud Justices P.S. Narsema and J.B. Pardiwala. The court had reserved its verdict on 17th of February. It had refused to accept the government's suggestions about the names and mandate of the committee in a sealed cover, saying that public confidence would take a hit if an impression was created that the centre was steering the process with the court's nod. Amid reports about the deaths of several children in many hospitals across West Bengal, the Trinamool Congress government has said that there is no evidence of a viral epidemic. The government stated that there is a seasonal surge of adenovirus infections but added that the number of cases has already started to come down. It said there have been 12 deaths in government hospitals due to adenovirus infection and of these, 8 were linked to severe comorbidities. The statement comes after reports of several deaths in Kolkata and other districts. Although the infection can affect any age group, younger children with comorbidities like congenital heart disease and severe malnutrition are at higher risk. The Hindu reports that over the last month, there have been 5,213 reported cases of acute respiratory infection in the state. While family members of children suffering from ARI have complained about a lack of beds in government hospitals, the government has maintained that there are more than 5,000 beds in 121 hospitals across the state, with facilities for managing pediatric ARI and 600 pediatricians. There are also dedicated beds for SNCU, PICU and NICU care. The State Health Department has circulated a standard case management guideline to all medical establishments and control rooms have been set up to monitor the situation around the clock. Listeners, News Laundry recently broke the story of how chaos unfolded at the New Delhi World Book Fair in Pragati Maidan on the 1st of March when a group of over 30 people attacked a stall belonging to Gideon's International, a Christian non-profit. If you want to know more details about what happened, then do read my colleague Tanishka Sodhi's report titled Men Chanting Jai Shri Ram Vandalized Christian Stall at Delhi Book Fair, where she details the series of events that took place. 
we have been able to bring you such reports because we are funded by you and not by corporations or the government. Your support is all we ask for. If you aren't a subscriber already, become one today. Subscribe to newslaundry.com and pay to keep news free. Our subscription starts at only 300 rupees a month. The Securities and Exchange Board of India (SEBI) has taken action against 31 entities including actor Arshad Varsi, his wife Maria Goretti, and the promoters of Sadhna Broadcast for uploading misleading videos on YouTube channels that recommended investors to buy company shares. SEBI has impounded allegedly illegal gains to the tune of rupees 41.85 crore rupees made by these entities after uploading these videos. This comes after allegations that certain entities manipulated prices and offloaded shares of the company. According to SEBI, complaints alleged that misleading YouTube videos with false content about the company were uploaded to lure investors. The regulator conducted an examination and found a spurt in the price and volume of script of Sadhna between April and mid-July 2022. During the second half of July 2022, false and misleading videos about Sadhna were uploaded on two YouTube channels. The Advisor and MoneyWise. SEBI has classified these 31 entities into four categories: creator of YouTube channels, net sellers, promoters and profit makers, volume creators and information carriers. Arshad Varsi and his wife allegedly feature in the category of volume creators. Net sellers and some of the volume creators have clocked extraordinary profits as a result of this scheme. SEBI has barred these 31 entities from buying, selling or dealing in securities. either directly or indirectly until further orders additionally all the entities have been directed not to dispose of any assets including money in bank accounts until the impounded amount is deposited in the escrow account a constitution bench of the supreme court has ruled that a high powered committee consisting of the prime minister the leader of opposition in the lok sabha or the leader of the single largest party and the chief justice of india will advise the president in the appointment of the chief election commissioner and election commissioners the landmark decision comes after several petitions were filed seeking an independent mechanism for appointment of election commissioners outside the exclusive power of the government the constitution bench also appealed to the parliament and the union of india to create a separate and independent secretariat to handle the expenditure of the election commission of india this would help cut the election commission off from any financial obligation towards the government and make it appear more impartial The decision was made in response to petitions filed by advocates Prashant Bhushan, Kali Swaram Raj, and senior advocate Gopal Sankaranarayan. They argued that the selection process for election commissioners should be carried out by a high-level committee comprising the Prime Minister, the Leader of Opposition, and the Chief Justice of India, similar to the process used to appoint the Director of Central Bureau of Investigation. Despite objections raised by the center, the petitions were referred to the Constitution Bench. The center argued that the appointment of election commissioners was a part of the executive function of the state and that the government had previously appointed eminent individuals such as T.N. Seshan who were known for their independence. However, petitioner Ashwini Upadhyay's lawyer argued that there should be an independent secretariat for the appointment of election commissioners and their emoluments should be drawn from the consolidated fund of India. The constitution bench ultimately ruled in favor of the petitioners citing the need to make the election commission appear more impartial. In central Greece, two trains had a head-on collision, killing dozens of people and injuring many others. A passenger train which was carrying over 350 people collided with a freight train on Tuesday night in Tempe, close to the city of Larissa. The death toll currently stands at 38, but it is expected to rise as rescue efforts continue. Greece has a poor record of railway passenger safety 
compared to other European countries, recording the highest railway fatality rate per million train kilometers from 2018 to 2020 among 28 nations on the continent. The country's transport minister resigned on Wednesday, saying the railway system the government inherited was not up to 21st century standards. The collision raised questions about the integrity of railway infrastructure in Greece. Greek police have arrested the station manager of a train station in Larissa as part of the preliminary investigation. Passengers who survived the collision described it as a nightmare and said they heard a bang before the train started spinning. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a good day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.